Hi, Declan. Hi, mate. How are you going? Hi. Good. How are you? Good. It, uh, how'd you go? Did you get your kid to sleep? Yeah. Yeah. I just read her a book. Actually, I think my wife's finishing up right now. That is a huge risk to schedule something straight after the kid is meant to go to sleep. That just wouldn't happen in our house. I wouldn't be here if it was <laughs> after bedtime. <laughs> it was very brave, yeah. Yeah. And we're talking at this odd hour because you are halfway around the world from me. Where are you right now? I'm in Melbourne. That's the voice of Declan Fay, one of the creators of the podcast Crossbred, which was one of my very favorite fiction podcasts from last year. Declan, could you please tell our listeners what Crossbred is about? Are you? Are we? Re, are we? Yeah, why don't you, you should be recording. I should probably this, press yeah. record. No, that's all right. Yeah, Declan's recording his end, so you all have a better sound quality. Uh, so are you all set? But yeah, I've I've pressed record. Excellent. So today on the show, we are featuring Declan's podcast, Crossbred. It's a six-part series from the ABC in Australia. And so now that you're rolling, could you tell everyone what it's about? Yep. Crossbred is a brother and sister who are not really Christian or religious, but decide to enter a Christian music competition. And then through a series of events, they blow up and suddenly become the biggest Christian hip-hop youth group uh, musical duo in the country. And you should probably mention that it's also a comedy. It's the the modern Christian hip-hop version of Spinal Tap. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a mockumentary. And, yeah. um, and the music and the world building is all incredibly well done. Oh, thanks. Look, it's it, I, I'm very glad to be, like, to have someone from America ask about it because the suburbs that we mention – are very specific suburbs in Australia. Yeah, I, 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 there's so much that went over my head. <laughs> but one of the things I really like about it is that although it's set in the world of Christian music, it doesn't mock Christians at all. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really preach either. It feels like it's coming from this place that really understands its world. Well, yeah, we were all raised in quite Christian families. Christian and I were Catholic schoolboys, so we still have this sense of crushing guilt following us around <laughs> to this day and probably for the rest of our lives. We went to Catholic schools and we lived in those worlds and we had to try and work out what, because you can easily do a cynical version of this show where it's quite nasty about the church and and young Christians, and but the steam would run out if you didn't kind of delve a bit deeper or try to be a bit more empathetic. I mean, it's why I think we've had, you know, we got really good reviews from quite extreme Christian publications in Australia that can be quite right-wing or quite, that's not the right word, quite conservative. But one of them said, this is an amazing take on Christian youth groups. I'm sure these guys must be Christians. Now, it's close. We kind of, we came up as Christians. But, right. yeah, I think I think that's what lends it the the authenticity. I, I hope so anyway. Yeah. Well, let's hear it. After the break, we'll listen to the first episode of Crossbred. And after that, we'll be talking with Declan some more to learn about how it was made. I'm Jonathan Mitchell. This is The Truth. And on today's episode, we're introducing you to the fantastic comedy musical series from ABC Radio, Crossbred. Hey there. I'm so excited to tell you about Radiotopia's newest show, The Recipe with Kenji and Deb. Kenji and Deb are two of the best home cooks alive. J. Kenji Lopez-Alt of The Food Lab and The Walk, and Deb Perlman of Smitten Kitchen. 
two of my go-tos to make sure I'm getting the perfect recipe for everything from meatballs to muffins. They're pros who obsess over techniques and essential ingredients, so you learn everything you need to create your perfect recipe. You can finally be excited to eat what you make, and maybe even impress your friends and family. Help us welcome the newest show to the Radiotopia family. Find The Recipe with Kenji and Deb on your favorite podcast platform starting February 26th. And now here's episode one of Crossbread. Do you remember what you were doing on Christmas night 2015? I do. I was at Fireheart Ministry in Baronia, where a massive crowd was gathered outside. We were all there to see Crossbred, the hottest Christian hip-hop group in the country who are about to take over the world. That's Josh Byrne, aka MC Cross, who's a voice of Crossbred, while his twin sister Joan, aka Dr. Bread, was keyboards and vocals. And on the decks was Pradeep Sandy, otherwise known as DJ D. As the crowd went wild, Joan climbed the stage scaffold and then dived into the outstretched arms of the crowd below. As they carried her around, she looked like Jesus, walking over water. For all of us in the crowd, Crossbred looked like they were in heaven. For the band, it was the beginning of their descent into hell. This is the Parable of Crossbred, my six-part podcast about the Christian hip-hop band that changed my life. They shone brighter than the Star of David, but were destroyed faster than Sodom and Gomorrah. My name is Ken Lim. I was Crossbred's social media manager, their friend and their biggest fan. I had a front row seat on the ride of a Christian lifetime. And why am I making this podcast? <laughs> because Crossbred were really cool. So let's go back to where it all began. Or as I like to say, in the beginning. First words of the Bible, bro, are at the start, God made heaven and earth. But you can't have heaven without a hell. And back then, pre-Crossbred, I was in hell. That's Josh Burns, a.k.a. MC Cross from Crossbred. I was manager of a donut shop called Go Nuts for Donuts at the Forest Hill Chase Food Court. It's a dark place. And how did you manage to get through that darkness? It was all about practising my skills, working on my freestyles, practising my rhymes, you know. I'd just take one donut and I'd see where it'd go. Like, apple crumb, cinnamon, the taste that'll make you come back for more. Your taste buds raw, I'ma give it to you, like chlamydia. This is probably a good time to tell you that while Crossbred were a Christian band, they didn't start out Christian. Well, I was an actor, but the only job I got was in a child education van. That's John Burns, otherwise known as Dr Bread. I played a character called Safety Sue the Kangaroo. I found this old promotional video featuring Joan's early work. Hey kids, here's a list of things you shouldn't do. You shouldn't tell lies and you shouldn't steal. You shouldn't have ice cream for a whole meal. You shouldn't 
smoke cigarettes You shouldn't do drugs You shouldn't let strangers have weirdly long hugs As you can hear, Joan was really great at her job. But one morning, Safety Sue the kangaroo did the something Safety Sue shouldn't do. I came to work, but I was drunk, and a teacher filmed the whole thing. So... Hey, kids, you know what else you shouldn't do? You shouldn't trust your boyfriend when he says that he's not sleeping. With his Pilates instructor, even though you know he is working on his core stability, my asshole. Kangaroo looks sick. <laughs> the video went viral, and Safety Sue, the kangaroo, got sent to the Centrelink queue. I lost my job, I lost my working with kids certificate, and they charged me 500 bucks to clean the kangaroo suit. Joan didn't have any prospects. So she went to stay at Josh's house, or as he liked to call it, the batch pad. It wasn't a batch pad. It was a one-man wank shack. Back then, I was smashing the dating apps, bro. And one of those dates sowed the seed that would grow into crossbred. I matched with this girl, Amanda, and she was another level, bro. Josh took Amanda on a date to his favourite restaurant. Volcano Joe's. And like a volcano, the date started to heat up. And she's saying how hard it is to meet other Christians. And I'm like, what? And she says that quote on your profile, flowing like Christ when it speaks the gospel. But Josh wasn't a Christian. The quote was actually from his favourite song, Protect Your Neck, by the Wu-Tang Clan. So I double down. I say, yeah, I'm a Christian rapper. And then she asked me if I'm playing this Battle of the Believers, some church band comp. And I'm like, yeah. And then she asked me what my Christian band's called. And then what happened? The thing about me is I'm used to thinking on my feet. It comes from my freestyles. I connect dots. I'm a dot connector, so I see the crucifix that's around her neck and she's buttering one of those bread rolls and it just comes out of my mouth. Crossbread. It didn't even occur to me that those are Christian symbols. That's just my subconscious at play, connecting the dots. When Joan heard about Josh's date, she thought it was... Fucking ridiculous. I mean, he's not a Christian. He was barely a rapper. He'd never recorded a song. The guy made donuts. But when Josh told Joan the prize for the Battle of the Believers was $1,000... I was in. How else was I going to pay for the kangaroo suit? Arriving at the Battle of the Believers the next night, Joan wasn't happy. We're at the registration and I find out that Josh has called us crossbred. Like a brother and a sister are playing in a band together called Crossbred. Yeah, but it's not like I called the band Inbred. And actually, if you know anything about Crossbred dogs, Crossbred dogs are actually better than normal dogs. Josh is an international fuckwit. Two thousand fifteen was the biggest battle of the believers ever. Me and hundreds of other Christians were crammed into the Scoresby Scout Hall to see who would win the coveted Holy Harp Trophy. Hello, Christians! Welcome to the Knox City Battle of the Believers! Who can feel God's love in the room? So I knew one hymn, right? The Lord is my shepherd. So I was just going to play that, and then, you know, Josh would just rap over the top. The thing about that song, The Lord is my shepherd, here is the shepherd, right? And here is the sheep. But here's me. Where's my fucking shepherd? I didn't have a fucking shepherd back then, man. I needed some kind of guide with some kind of stick with a hook to keep me in the paddock. Like a shepherd. Yeah, exactly. We have a massive lineup of Christian bands tonight. We've got Bible crashes, Axes of the Apostles, Daniel and the Lion's Distortion, Feedback of the Father. 
Mark, Luke and John were Goliaths and Crossbred were Davids. And the battle began before they even got onto stage. So we're backstage and Joan's warming up her singing right and one of these boy band dickheads comes up to her and he starts hitting on her like proper sleazy. And the thing about me is, because we're twins, I'm very protective. And so if anyone's out of line, I just strike. I strike like a cobra. So I slam Matthew, Mark, Luke or John or whatever up against the coke machine, cobra style. Before the situation could get worse, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John were called to the stage. And the act you've all been waiting for, please welcome to the stage, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Oh yeah, oh J.C.E. Crossbred were up next. But as they were waiting in the wings, Josh got some bad news. Amanda messaged me and she tells me she's not coming because she's got gastro from Volcano Joe's, which, as you'd know, doesn't happen. I've been to VJ's like hundreds of times and I've never got anything. Yeah, four-star sanitation. Yep. And I mean, this girl was the only reason I was doing the stupid gig in the first place, right? So I was about to bounce, but then they call us to stage. Now please welcome our final act. A brother and sister duo called Crossbred. Crossbred. Standing up the back of the room, I watched Crossbred take the stage. Josh was in an old hoodie, clearly angry about something. Joan, behind her keyboard, her hair covering her face. They were the last band to perform, and they looked like no one that had come before them. Crossbred would have won the Holy Heart. 
But the crowd cheered for more, and Josh gave them, well, more. He's waiting for me. All right, listen up, Scoresby. You know what? Josh. I will follow the Lord wherever he goes, unless he's with a boy band of bitch-ass hoes. I think you get the picture. Like St. Stephen during his trial, Josh was stoned with bottles, glasses, food, while Joan ran from the stage using her keyboard as a shield. I was furious. Like, we actually could have won. Do you remember that night? Do you remember who won? Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Yeah. Matthew, Mark, Luke and John might have won the Battle of the Believers, but I won the Battle of the Minds. I mean, where are those guys now? They have their own show in Vegas. You serious? It's really... I've seen it a few times. You've been to Vegas to see those guys? Yeah, not as good as you guys, but it's really... Fuck those guys, man! Yeah. I know they swore and everything, but when I saw Crossbred on stage that night, I fell in love with them, and their fiery performance also won over a very important believer. We're, like, literally sprinting, like, running to the car when suddenly this guy just comes flying towards us on a motorbike. That guy was Reverend Philip Brock, or the Rev, as he was known to his followers. He was a founder of Fireheart Ministry, the fastest-growing youth church in Melbourne's eastern suburbs, which at the time was my church. Here's an early promotional video we made for the Fireheart website. I used to ride my motorbike at 180 kilometres an hour, always trying to get to somewhere. But what I didn't realise is I was going the wrong way down a one-way street. A motorcycle accident changed everything. I broke 38 bones in my body. I was on fire for five minutes. They said I'd never walk again, and I'd be sucking my meals through a straw for the rest of my life. So I got a second opinion from a man called Jesus Christ, whose only medicine was love. I made a U-turn towards the light, and I've never looked back. If you feel you're heading the wrong way, make a U-turn towards God. Fireheart Ministry, 137 Dorset Road, Baronia. In the car park, the Rev had an offer for crossbred. I'd seen hundreds of Christian bands, of course, but... Crossbred were the first one that didn't make me want to crucify myself. Until Josh started swearing, they had everyone in that hall on the edge of their seat. I wanted that energy in my church, so I asked them to play a gig at Fireheart. He offered us a thousand bucks for one gig. We needed the money. I was like, nah, bro, this wasn't my scene. But then he gives me his card and said, if God wants you to do the gig, he'll send you a message. And I said... How about this for a message? And I stuck my finger up at him. Yeah, Josh never gave him the finger. We just got in the car and then we drove away. I'm pretty sure I stuck my finger up. I didn't know what to believe. So on the drive home, I was begging him to do the gig, but he was just obsessed with filming a thing for his, like, nine Instagram followers. Yo, listen up, my homeboys, my homegirls, my home non-gender specifics. 
We just did this crazy-ass Christian gig. And I went out on... Joan, just hang on. I went out on stage and I fully dissed on this Christian boy band, bro. Josh, it's so selfish. I needed that money. The crowd starts throwing shit at us. It was fully sick, bro. Oh, my God, it wasn't sick, Josh. You are sick. Can you just watch the road, please? After the gig, this reverend guy comes up to us and he wants us to be his God band. And he gives me a card. For one gig. For a thousand gives me a card that says Fireheart Ministry make a U-turn towards God. Don't! Just let me do the thing! Just hold the wheel! Oh my God! God will send me a message. Hey, God! I'm here! If you want to say something, feel free to slide into my DM. Josh! We hit a curb, flew across the traffic island and ended up on someone's nature strip. John, are you okay? You're a fucking idiot. All right. I'll do one gig. Next time on the Parable of Crossbred. Friends, I want to introduce you to an amazing band today. They are true Christian soldiers. Give it up for Crossbred. What the hell is going on? Crossbred, Episode 1, was written by Declan Fay, Chris Ryan, and Megan Washington. It was performed by Megan Washington as Joan Burns, Chris Ryan as Josh Burns, Aaron Chin as Ken Lim, and John Waters as The Rev. Megan Washington appears courtesy of Universal Music Australia. And we'll hear from writer Declan Fay in just a moment. But first, this episode of The Truth is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've always wanted to try therapy, or you'd like to try it again, or you just need to talk some things out, BetterHelp offers online, licensed professional therapists who are trained to listen and to help with issues including anxiety, depression, stress, relationship conflicts, difficulty sleeping, LGBT matters, trauma, anger, family conflicts, grief, self-esteem, and more. Finding a therapist can be intimidating and time-consuming, but with BetterHelp, you can simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with your counselor in under 48 hours. Easily schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus exchange unlimited messages with your therapist from the comfort of your own home. Everything you share is confidential, and if for any reason you are unhappy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time at no additional charge. Join the 1 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced BetterHelp counselor. BetterHelp is a convenient and affordable option, and our listeners get 10% off your first month with the discount code THETRUTH. Get started today at betterhelp.com slash thetruth. There's no shame in asking for help. And Declan Fay, the writer of Crossbred, is back with me now to talk about how it was made. Declan, tell me what inspired this story. Well, the short answer is I needed to get a pitch in to the ABC, uh, who uh, is our national broadcaster here in Australia. They were going to do a, a podcast uh, fiction slash drama slash comedy uh, series, and they wanted pitches. And so I needed something really quickly. And I just happened to be visiting my friend Chris Ryan that day, who's in the show. Mm-hmm. And we started, we were talking, and I kind of had this idea about. I wanted a brother and sister relationship and could they – I'd actually been listening to – do you know that podcast, the country uh, one, the Cocaine and Rhinestones? Oh, yes, I do, yeah. So I'd been listening to his and there was one about the, the Leuven brothers who were a pair of country singers and they – he was talking about uh, – 
when siblings sing or when they perform together, there's this idea of blood harmony where you kind of understand each other musically and spiritually. And I kind of was kicking around the back of my mind and I said to my friend Chris, I've got this idea about two singers that are Christian and I've always liked weird little worlds. And I said to him, because Chris came up as an opera singer, we went to a boys' school and he was an opera singer at that school and I said, would there be something about two siblings singing opera together but then they have a crossover hit and they blow up? And uh, he said to me, I really love this idea, uh, except for the bit about opera, because I have been an opera singer for the last 20 years and no one gives a shit about opera singers. (laughs) Then we were kind of talking about the bands that we would watch, which was in the 90s, was these kind of like, you know, indie rock Christian bands. Like it would kind of be like a kind of version of Pearl Jam, um, but like doing Christian songs. And we're going, well, it wouldn't really be that anymore. And then we kind of went, what would it be? And uh, we decided it would be hip hop. That would be the way to get a youth audience now. And yeah. I, it always sounds really naff, but it's kind of our youth together. We both were in Christian youth groups and I kind of deep down wanted to be a hip hop performer. I never uh-huh. really told anybody, but yeah. in Australia as like a white dude, like like you just you, – you would never say that. And so – it's kind of our whole youth. And then Megan came along who was a genuine pop singer and kind of a star in Australia and she happened, Chris knew her through a play that he'd done and it turned out she'd been in a Christian youth group and as soon as we started speaking about it, we just went, there's something here. There's a there's a kind of energy here that we have to follow. Yeah, and now Chris plays Josh and Megan plays Joan. Correct. And they're brother and sister in the story. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that um, Megan is a pop singer and I'd never heard of her, but I get the sense that she's very popular in Australia. She was hugely, I, mean, I shouldn't say was, she is hugely popular. She, about 10 years ago, uh, she, she was very little and she blew up. Her debut album was like a bestseller. Um, she won a bunch of awards at the Arias. She's performed, she lived in Brooklyn for a while and performed in the States. Um, she's performed all throughout the UK. And she, but she'd been a bit quiet on her own recordings in recent years because she's been doing a lot of composition stuff. She she's done compositions for films, and and I had never met her, but Chris had done a play, and he said her music is that's always going to be amazing. But he said she's actually just really funny, and we started to write her a character into this show, and. So he introduced me and as soon as I spoke to her, I just went and she started talking about being in Christian youth groups and because she could sing, they would send her to try and convert new Christians as a kind of evangelical singer. And as she was talking about it, I just I was just thinking it has to be this person. This person has been sent to us uh-huh. <laughs> um, and it, it really worked. It was, I, yeah, I just... Her voice and him. I mean, Chris had never rapped when we were at school. He never mm. listened to rap music. Like he liked. He'll hate me saying this, but he liked like U two and Pearl Jam and Pink sure. Floyd. And so I made him all these like rap playlists on uh, Spotify and just boot camped him. And to his credit, he listened to it and he found a way into it. And uh, that is that's his that that's his debut. You know, hip hop performance on the show. Well, he sounds great. Mm. I mean, and then songs are very catchy and well-written and the music sounds very authentic to me. Well, that was the bit that terrified me because I hadn't really written any songs in my life. Uh And whereas Chris Chris has been in musicals for years. He was recently in the David Bowie Lazarus musical that toured Uh around 
Australia a couple of years ago. He was the lead in King Kong, the musical. Um, he's performed on Broadway in New York. Like he's done a lot of that stuff. So he's grown up in that world. And it, those kind of songs where you're singing very earnestly about something a bit ridiculous or, you know, on the converse, you're singing almost ridiculously about something very serious that he kind of lived in that world. But Megan, that was both of us. So we all wrote the lyrics together, but Megan's music was the kind of like magic dust or something. She is just a phenomenal performer. And we had all these lyrics the first time she came in to our house and she just started to program things on her keyboard and on her computer. And I was just watching these songs take shape. I'm curious. I'm curious to know about your writing background. Mm -hmm. Are you, primarily a comedy writer or do you do you perform comedy or uh, uh, no I, I i i did perform comedy i've found it extremely anxiety producing and um oh, yeah. which <laughs> i would imagine <laughs> i just kept getting like i kind of liked it but i just kept getting just these stabbing pains in my stomach and that doesn't happen if i sit down to write something for someone else and so I just started to prefer writing for someone else. I my uh, I wrote for a show here that uh, for a show called Rove for years. It was kind of our I suppose Jimmy Kimmel type show. It was a Tonight Show kind of celebrity guests, and uh, that was kind of my big break. And then uh, yeah, I've been kind of writing comedy since. I, I much prefer anything that's narrative. I did the show with Ronnie Cheng called Ronnie Cheng International Student, which uh, has played on Comedy Central in the US. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on Netflix now, I think. Well, it certainly is in Australia on Netflix. But uh, yeah, I just I always preferred telling a story and seeing where it would go, like taking the kind of seed of truth and then kind of trying to thread something into a bigger world. But what I, yeah, with this, I really wanted to see, could you tell us, or not just me, we all wanted to see, could you tell this contained story in this podcast and make it believable and and make these people lovable. And it's, uh, I reckon, yeah, I think we got pretty close. Well, I love the show. I really resonated with me as someone who grew up going to church every Sunday with a father who's a choir director and organist. And so I really appreciated all of the jokes. So thank you so much for making it and for taking the time to talk to me today. It's good to talk about it again. I really, it's the, it's probably my favorite thing I've ever done. And uh, there's a lot of all three of us in it. And I, I just like that some guy who is in New York at a totally different you know, time zone, right. who's just put his kids to sleep as I'm just getting up. <laughs> I just like that you like it and it resonated over there. It's, I, yeah. it, it puts me in a good mood. You can hear the full six-part series by searching for Crossbred wherever you listen to podcasts. Special thanks to Declan Fay, Tom Wright, and ABC Radio. The Truth is a proud member of Radiotopia from PRX. We're a network of independent, listener-supported, artist-owned podcasts. And you can learn more about all the Radiotopia shows at radiotopia.fm. We'll be back with an all-new story in two weeks. Our associate producer is Nicole Hill. I'm Jonathan Mitchell. And you have been hearing... The Truth. Radiotopia. From PRX.